Previously on Paws and Tales. What does it mean when Samuel tells King Saul that God has chosen someone else to be king? But our king won't seek the Lord. He is against me. There's nothing to do. Do not let anyone eat anything. The king has put us under an oath. Look at that. Honey is dripping out of that eye. I never knew honey could be so good. Inquire of the Lord for us. Cast the lots and let God direct our actions. There is no answer here. The Lord has not spoken. Curse. It is the curse. Who has sinned to cause this? It is not about food. The worst enemy we have is the foolish pride of our king. Welcome to the world of Paws and Tales. Wild Mountain can be a pretty dangerous place. If you stay on the trails and stick with me, there's adventures to be had there too. Insight for Living is proud to present Paws and Tales. Now King Saul had extended his rule over Israel and beyond. He fought against his enemies on every side. Wherever he turned, he inflicted punishment. My king, the Amalekites are in full retreat. You have defeated them. As King Saul continually experienced success, his devotion to God continually weakened. He became increasingly devoted only to himself. Danal, come with me. Danal, you were right. I am but your humble servant, my king. It was not an original thought with me. It is an axiom. A king who wins in battle wins in all other things. The people love you. I have a few thoughts on your monument. What do you have? Oh, they're just ideas, really. Show them to me. <laughs> the first one is large. <laughs> Not a bad shot for the pampered son of the king. <laughs> Sometimes, Odetta, I long for the simple days before... All this. Oh, at times, a great blessing can be harder to bear than suffering. Jonathan, I constantly pray that your father would bear it as well as you have. Oh, it is ten, a hundred times harder for him than for me. Almost no one tells him the truth. They just say what pleases him. None is worse than Danao. He is leading the king to dark places, into selfishness and self-worship. It's your shot. I'm afraid that Danao has only taken the king to places the king already wanted to go. He is only the hands and feet of my father's worst instincts. <laughs> Not bad. Odette, that was a great shot. I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> <laughs> I've never made a shot like that. I think I'll quit right now. I want to savor the moment. Micah, go get the arrows. Watch how fast I run. More and more my father confides in me, and he listens to me. I think he'll come around. Did you see him basking in the praise of the people today? He drinks it in. I saw. I know. But it was a great victory, and he... He took the credit for himself. God has done everything to turn his heart. Saul has been chosen, gifted, even punished. But despite it all, I don't think the king will ever give his heart entirely to God. 
and I'm afraid the kingdom will suffer because of it. My king. Yes, what is it? Samuel has come to speak with you. Show him in. Would you leave us, please? Sire. Shalom, King Saul. Shalom, Samuel. What brings you? God sent me to anoint you king over his people. After Samuel left, King Saul called in all of his captains and his advisors. Samuel has told me the commands from the Lord. We are to punish Amalek. When Israel came here from Egypt, Amalek attacked. They were beaten back and defeated by the Lord. Afterwards, he told Moses, I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And today is that day. Father, we are to blot them out? Samuel said to strike Amalek and destroy everything that he has and not spare anything. Nothing? Nothing. We're to kill the men and women, children and infants, and all of their livestock. We are to destroy every living thing. Then Saul gathered the people. There were 200,000 foot soldiers and another 10,000 men of Judah. Now this was not going to be a war as much as an execution of a wicked people who had been condemned by God. It was neither going to be a great challenge nor a great victory. It was merely a task that needed to be done. Saul and his army set out for the city of Amalek and they set an ambush. We'll be right back with more Paws and Tales after this. Hi, producer Eric here, and I I want to have an important announcement to make. Okay, Ned. Tyndale Publishing House is releasing new DVD collections starring me and everybody else from the radio show in new animated adventures that teach us more about God and His Word. And they all star me! (sighs) Maybe we need to make some episodes about humility. Hmm, I don't know what you mean. Visit us online at pawsandtales.org. Thanks for waiting. Now let's get back to Paws and Tales. Not yet. Not yet. Attack! That day, Saul defeated the Amalekites. My king, another great victory to be remembered for generations. Thank you, Tenet. I have one suggestion. You, help me with my armor. Yes, my lord. Denau, you never have just one suggestion. What is it? If you remember, I served in the court King Agag, yes, I remember. Yes, he is now the only Amalekite we did not kill. Well, perhaps I should spare him. Keep him as a as a trophy of this victory. That is exactly what I was going to suggest. He can be of great service to you. He is shrewd. And I have just spoken with him. He is now a king without a kingdom. And he has eagerly agreed that in return for his life, he will serve you all of his days. Hmm. A wise course of action. Bring him in! He can guide you in negotiations with strategy. King Saul, I am your most humble servant. Agag, 
You agree to give your loyalty and devotion to me? Without reservation, my king. I humbly submit that I can serve you in, in ways that no other can. So Danao has suggested. Prepare living quarters for Agag, with whatever else he requires. Excellent. Oh, my gratitude will be never-ending, <laughs> my king. My king. Captain Shemesh, what is it? The men are grumbling. <laughs> After this great victory, what could they possibly be grumbling about? The men, uh, many of them, do not want to destroy the Amalekites' perfectly good livestock. They've left their own flocks and not plowed their own fields to come and fight for their king. This would bind their hearts to you. Ooh, the task has been completed. Amalek is gone, wiped from the land. What could it hurt? Well, the men have fought long and hard. Have the men destroy all but the best of the livestock. Let the rest be divided among the men. Take out the king's portion first. Of course, my king. The women will sing of your name forever. Perhaps now is the time, Danau. Indeed, now, my lord. You have just turned a grumbling and potentially dangerous army into happy and devoted followers. Prepare the troops to move to Carmel. We'll set up the monument. The list of your victories will barely fit on the stone, but this is just the first of many monuments to come. Once it's started, we'll head back to Gilgal for a proper celebration. Father! My son! It is a great day for the kingdom. I want you to remember it well. Captain Shemesh just gave orders for the men to divide the livestock among themselves. It was necessary. And it, it was my desire. That is not what the Lord commanded. Is that King Agag? No longer king. <laughs> just Agag. I am now a humble servant of the mighty King Saul. He should not be here. He should not be alive! I am but a harmless advisor. A trophy, really, to bring glory to the king. If you speak again, I'll kill you myself! Don't be impudent. He'll be useful. And it, too, was my desire. Father, can I speak to you alone? We are moving camp to Carmel. We don't have time for this discussion now. Why Carmel? That is where we will place the first monument of King Saul. <sighs> Father, please listen to me. We were to destroy everything. Don't you see this as a sin against God? I cannot just reverse my order now, and I will not. These men would revolt. When we get back to Gilgal, I will make a great sacrifice to the Lord. That will not- Enough! I have spoken. Prepare the troops for Carmel. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king. His heart has turned from me, and he only obeys his selfish desires. Samuel poured out his anger and disappointment in prayer all through the night. Then he rose early in the morning to find Saul. My king, Samuel comes. Shalom, Samuel. God's blessings on you. Things could not have gone better, and I have done all the Lord commanded. What, then, is this bleating of sheep I hear, and the lowing of cattle? Where did they all come from? Oh, the soldiers saved back a few of the best cattle and sheep. 
to, to offer up in sacrifice to God. But everything else was destroyed. We even sacrificed... Enough! Let me tell you what God said to me last night. Tell me. When you started out, you were nothing, and you knew it. Then God put you at the head of Israel. He made you a king over his people. Yes. And then God sent you off to do a job, ordering you, go and put the sinners, the Amalekites, under holy ban. Go to war against them until you have totally wiped them out. So why? Why did you not obey God? Why did you grab all this forbidden livestock? I did obey God. I did just what he told me to. I even captured King Agag and destroyed the Amalekites, just as I was told. I admit, some of the soldiers saved back a few of the best sheep and cattle, but that was so we could sacrifice them to God at Gilgal. Do you think the Lord wants burnt offerings as much as obedience? To obey the Lord is better than sacrificing to him, and obeying him is more important than an elaborate religious ceremony. Oh, you, you have misunderstood. Rebellion is like the sin of black magic, and to disobey God by grabbing things that are forbidden is worse than praying to stone idols. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. No! No! Please! Don't leave me! I beg you! Please! No! No! Not until you've forgiven me! You have torn my robe, and the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you. And he has given it to one who is better than you, Samuel. Understand this. The Lord, the glory of Israel, will not change his mind. I have sinned. Please, honor me. Honor me before the elders of my people, before Israel. Go back with me so that I can worship the Lord your God. Even now, your thoughts are to protect your pride. I, I will come with you. So Samuel went back with Saul, and Saul worshipped the Lord. May the Lord God of hosts be forever praised! Samuel, thank you for this. I promise before you and God... Bring me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. I am here, oh great prophet. We have fought valiantly in the past, you and I, but that is all in the past. Now, how may I serve you? Your vicious and hungry sword has made many women childless, and now your mother will be childless also. Oh, great one, I, I do not understand. Soldier, give me your sword. Of course. And Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord at Gilgal. Samuel, stop! Samuel! What are you- Samuel, stop it! No! Father, father, leave him alone! He's doing what you should have done yesterday! Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. From the way that scripture reads, it appears that Samuel never really stopped grieving for Saul. It is my opinion that in spite of all Saul's faults and failures, Samuel had come to love him. I think Samuel had been filled with a great hope that this gifted and blessed man would lead the hearts of the people back to God. Instead, this man who was chosen by God gave him to despair and distraction and refused to obey God. Samuel's heart was broken. Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him as king, 
Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. I have chosen the next king from among his sons. Samuel did what the Lord said, even though he was putting his life in danger by this act of obedience. Now when a prophet comes to you, he rarely comes with good news. Usually he comes with a dire warning from the Lord to turn from your evil ways. The people revered Samuel, but they were also deeply afraid of him. When Samuel got to Bethlehem, the elders of the city were terrified. And they came out to meet him, trembling. Shalom, Samuel. Shalom, Samuel. What brings you to our humble city? Samuel, do you come in peace? I come in peace. God be praised. How can we serve you? I've come to sacrifice this heifer and lead you in the worship of God. Prepare yourselves, be consecrated, and join me in worship. Tell Jesse and his sons that they are invited as well. Jesse? Really? You know Jesse? I'll be waiting for them. Oh, uh, certainly, Samuel. Of course, I, I will bring them myself. Jesse? And his sons? Samuel, blessed are you with the Lord. Jesse? And his sons. Shalom, Samuel. It is a great honor to be here with you. Shalom, Jesse. This is my eldest son, Eliab. When they entered, Samuel looked at Eliab. He was tall, handsome, and rugged. He looked very much like a king should look. Here he is. This is the one the Lord has chosen. Samuel, do not be impressed by his appearance or how tall he is. I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Shalom, Eliab. This is my son, Abnadab. Shalom. This is not the one either. And this is my next son, Shama. Shalom, Shama. Nor is he the one. In this way, Jesse made all of his sons pass before Samuel. The Lord has not chosen any of these. Ch chosen? For what? Are these all your sons? Yes. But no. There is the youngest. He's out watching the sheep. Well, find him and bring him here. We'll not sit down until he comes. Eliam, go and bring David back here. Chosen for what, Father? Do I look like a prophet? Go and bring him back, quickly! We'll be right back! Grab your paws and go. <laughs> now, what do I mean by that? I mean that right now, with just a few clicks of a mouse, your family can carry Paws and Tails with you wherever you go with Paws and Tails Podcast, or as we like to say here, Pawscast. Our Pawscast allows you to listen wherever and whenever you want. And best of all, it's free to you. Visit pawsandtails.org right now to subscribe to our Pawscast, and then get ready to grab your paws and go. Let's get back to Wildwood for more Paws and Tails. Father, I have him. Shalom, David. Now David was the very picture of health, bright-eyed and good-looking. Samuel, arise and anoint him. He is the one. David, son of Jesse, kneel before the Lord God. I anoint you as the chosen one of God to be king of Israel. May the Lord fill Then and keep Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. There was now new hope in the heart of Samuel. There was a man, a boy really, 
who had no qualification to be king other than he had a heart that was utterly devoted to God. Because of this one characteristic, God would bless him, protect him, and bless the entire nation through him. I had no idea how late it was. This is Mr. Collins signing off from somewhere near the ancient city of Gibeah. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. I feel kind of sad. How could you feel sad? We have... They have David now. Then, you you know what I mean. I'm angry. Saul could have done it. He could have been a great king, and Jonathan would have been a great king after him. But why wouldn't he just obey? He ruined everything. Yeah, he did pretty much mess up everything. He started out a good king, and then he got kicked out. How embarrassing is that? Well, count me in on the angry thing. What a waste. What was he thinking? You know, guys, he wasn't anything unusual. We're pretty blessed and gifted, too, you know. So? Yeah, so? So, how often do we decide not to obey God and do what we want instead? Well, maybe sometimes. A lot. Over and over again. Can we change the subject? A bunch of donkeys. All of us. Yep. Now, that's just negative. You're a a pessimist. What does that mean? It means you're negative. But you already said that. Yeah, well, sometimes I reiterate for emphasis. What does re- It means I sometimes say the same thing twice to make a point. Oh. It didn't really. I know it didn't work this time. Pretty much... We're like Saul. I don't want to be like Saul. Me neither. It's our hearts, isn't it? We have to love God more than anything. That's it. That's the most important thing. Okay. How do we do that? No idea. That's what I was thinking. Good question. King Saul is what we don't want to be. King David? Yeah, we need to know about King David. Do you think Mr. Collins recorded the story of King David? Sure, but those tombs could be in any one of a hundred rooms that we've never been in before. Yippee, skippy! Let's find them! I know, Ned. It'll be all right. Let's just walk it off. Come on, you flowpokes! King David awaits! What's the matter with Ned? You said... Yippee Skippy. Really? That bothered you? It's more like frustration. Well, 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 well. <gasps> Come on, guys. We have adventures ahead. <laughs> Did you hear that? Ah! <laughs> I'm so alone in the world. <laughs> Oh Lord, I wanna live my life
copy of today's program, The Story of Saul, the First King of Israel, visit us at pawsandtales.org. The Story of Saul, Part 4, was written and directed by David Carl. The song, Live My Life for You, was written by Sandy Howell and Bob Sobo. Music was by Tim Hosman, and our sound designer was Jerry Swafford. Pause and Tales is an Insight for Living production and a proud member of the HisKids.net Alliance. To hear this and other great programs for kids, visit hiskids.net.